The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. Something different. Something different. And... Golly. Oh, uh, you need your, uh, mic. Your mic? Uh, So I guess I'll intro this. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to be a great intro. Uh, Welcome to everybody who's listening right now to this podcast. Congratulations. You're about to enjoy an episode of the Potterhood podcast focused on Ginny Weasley. I'm Will Posnan. And we are not using this intro. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. Man, I thought I had it. We keeping this. And I'm Nico White. Edit out the part where I said, man, I thought I had it, and just put you in my... You better keep that shit right know, in here, man. Put in the Silky, thing. Silky, you hear me, Silky? Put in the thing. Silky. Where it's like, man, I was super confident. Silky. I thought that was... Silky, well, that's kind of the same, the same thing. Silky, you better keep this in the episode. We can keep all of this now. Now I feel good about it. Ladies okay, let's start. Yeah. We are the Potterhood Podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. And we are back with the greatest producer in, pop, in podcast history, the one and only, Max Marcus. Max, what's going on with you? Uh, not too much. Let's keep uh, rolling along. Let's knock this out. All right. Max went us out his house. Max is like, hold on. <laughs> so... Ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned last episode, we are going to be talking about Jenny Weasley, a recurring topic here on the Potterhood Podcast, because Will, for some reason, is obsessed with this particular character from the Harry Potter universe, which, good for us. We have perfect outlet. Well, just like how you feel about Dumbledore, I mean, yeah. I would just say, like, Ginny is, to me, the, the worst executed character in the movies. Ooh. So, and it's not really the movie's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, when you really look at it, it's like, Ginny is is a book idea. It's not a real person. And when you take that person on the real screen, like, it just highlights how how two-dimensional that character is in the books and how non-compatible any person with that worldview would be with somebody like Harry. My goodness, before we even continue any further, Will, I must say, brother, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to let you talk. And I'm going to keep quiet. Okay. And, I want, and I want you to explore one thing in particular for me. I want you to explore how you can smoke from a chipped <laughs> glass <laughs> bomb. Yo, yo, what is this peasantry, bro? Bro, bro, I could have bought you a guy. I have, I have so much affection for, for this, yo, this purple Yo, what thing. is happening? That better be your personal horror it is. Crux, this bro. is... No, well, 
Yo. It does look kind of, no, but it's, it actually looks more like a, to the what do they call it, a, a port key. It no. looks more like a port key it than a It looks like a crack pipe. It looks like a crack pipe. That's what it yeah, looks but like, bro. Like, yo, yo, oh my God. Yo, Max. Yo, Silky, we need to do something, man. Yeah. Because, bro, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I keep looking at my left going, that, I know that ain't chipped. <laughs> I know that ain't chipped. And then I look close and like, it damn sure is chipped. It's your chipped glass. You know the risk you take it? What's gonna, the risk? You gonna puncture your tonsils? No, bro. I'm not. This is that's not a legitimate risk. That's not the way I smoke weed. I would never, I would never pu- puncture my tonsils it's the way broken, I smoke weed. It's a broken. I'm sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry you had to hear this nonsense, but I, I, I wish mean, we're definitely leaving it in. We we got to. Yeah. I wish you could see it. I wish you could see it. Anyway, they would just be like, "Oh, he's low maintenance. It's pretty cool." Yeah, bro. You, you, oh, yeah. You. I tell you what. Hey, hey, Silky. I tell you what. Oh, oh, yeah. That's exactly what they say. <laughs> they gonna say he a genius, an innovator, something. And then you having eureka moments every six seconds. Um, but no, I was just gonna say um, I'm gonna let you have this because I think your perspective on Jenny is really, really particular. Explain what you mean when you say like, what it what is Jenny in the books? Like, why wasn't she able to be adapted into the movies? What made it so impossible? You think? To me, uh, in the books, she's just so sidekicky. She's just kind of whatever uh, Harry needs. Like the the most she gets, the most stage time she gets in the books mm-hmm. is when Harry kind of breaks up with her to go hunt horcruxes in book seven Mm -hmm. and he's basically like you know Ginny I have to do this it's my responsibility and she's basically like I get it but I'm obsessed with you so I'm just gonna honor your legacy on Hogwarts and that's dope and it works in the books but when they take that to the movie it's kind of like oh you do your thing well I'm I got my own thing going on like just because people aren't that egoless in real life and that character that high achieving Ginny character would would feel internally competitive with a character like harry potter if they were dating them mm-hmm. and you see that on the faces of the characters in the movie because you see the actor playing Ginny weasley being like how come when ron and hermione kiss it's like two stars of equal level and when mm-hmm. me and harry kiss it's like oh, he's kissing the girlfriend character in a movie that's not about the girlfriend. And it's just a very weird vibe and it highlights problems that exist in the book. It's not really the actor's fault. And I would say I thought a lot about solving this leading up to this podcast. And this is the first solution that I could come up with would be that Ginny dates Victor Crumb long term. And I think that works on a lot of levels. It gets her out of there it gets you not feeling sorry for her that she didn't end up with Harry. You know that she's into Quidditch. You you know that Victor Crumb thinks she's attractive. Like, it comes up at the wedding. He wants Hermione, then he wants Ginny, you know? And uh, it's to me, it's just a way of getting Ginny out of Harry's life because you keep them together and there's just too much friction for them to be happy. And you're still thinking about what I smoke weed out of, which is... <laughs> Which is uh, really going to subvert how much I felt about what I just said about Jenny. 
<laughs> my nigga, my nigga, Professor Will Xavier over here, bro. <laughs> you be psychoanalyzing the hell out these characters. I ain't seen none of that in the movie. But yeah. to what you said, right? You actually, um, you actually said something that sparked this idea in me. Are you sure what you said is a detriment, or did it do exactly what? <laughs> or did it do ex? Okay. Did it do exactly what it was supposed to? <laughs> I'm sorry for y'all ears, bro. But y'all gotta see this shit. It looked like a broken stem of a Heineken bottle. <laughs> That's what he's smoking weed out. <laughs> the passenger. Who is this nigga? <laughs> By the way, have we mentioned on this? Bro, there's zigzags everywhere. Wait, wait, Nico. I'm gonna roll you something. Just. What kind Ooh. of slippers, though? Oh, these right here. I'm on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. These currently. This um, is all coming from a guy who's wearing slippers. Hey, family. No, I'm no, in, no. I'm in some Aldo um, slides right okay. now. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, these are my comfort. You can't call here. me a peasant in Aldo slide. I'm, Aldo is not a. I'm calling other people peasant. It's, friend. it's not. It's not luxury. It's I, just wearing I, it around. It's like Zara. Like you can't call me a pre, a peasant in Zara. I, I'm just saying I can call a broken <laughs> glass pipe. Yeah, peasant tree, not you. The pipe. That's how. I still love that pipe. The reason I was laughing, truly, was, was from um, the pipe. No, <laughs> I was laughing because um, you went so deep into the psyche of the characters. But I was going to say, if it brought out the problems that were in the book, isn't that the characters doing their job on screen? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with like the actors that they chose. I just thought it highlighted problems in the book, like. Stuff can work. You can have a two-dimensional character in a book. Gotcha. Like in Lord of the Rings, the book, there's so many two-dimensional characters that play important roles. Yep. But then in a movie, you have to make them into three-dimensional characters. And to me, that was the problem was I didn't think that that Ginny character in the book could become three-dimensional without like basically ruining the dynamics. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. And then when you saw her on screen, you found your suspicions to be confirmed? Yeah, I was just like... Mm -hmm. On screen, you're like, why are these people together? In the book, yeah. you're like, I get it. She, she. It's like they're a yin yang, mm -hmm. and Harry's the big piece on both sides, mm -hmm. and Ginny's the little piece on both sides. And then you see that in person, and you're like, no, you can't have one person be eighty percent of the relationship, and the other person's twenty. Right. So that's and and then Ginny's also like a high achieving person too. Yeah. It's not like you're taking that twenty percent and reducing somebody like Colin Creevy who would be cool with being 20% of a relationship with somebody like Harry. Okay. So, I'm going to say, um, I, I usually agree with you on Jenny. This time, I'm going to defend Jenny because I do think she did add a lot of value and added a lot of emotion to yeah. everything, right? Just because she seemed to be the one that JK wanted to use so much to enact emotion yeah. on screen. I don't know if that was portrayed and I don't know if it was acted out to the extent, but who's to say whose fault that was? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes directors don't have time for certain scenes yeah. or that stuff. So there could be a lot of stuff that was left out or that was filmed that just never, um, you know, made it to screen. Yeah. Right? That could have fixed some of the problems because the movie's definitely made up some stuff. You know what I mean? Put things in the wrong order. Shout out to Harry Potter folklore. He does um, videos about that on YouTube, as a matter of fact. But I could never be a Weasley, by the way. Oh, no, not at all. I'm, for sure. I'm way too narcissistic for all that. Yeah, I would just, I get where Ron's coming from. Yeah, no, for sure. That would be like, 
I'm surprised Ron didn't get in more fights with Draco. Now that I think about it, that was the yeah. first time I ever felt connected, just now, yeah. felt connected to Ron with like, you know, when Draco is like, oh, broken wand, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I was smoking weed out of, uh, whose wand was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was smoking weed out of Percy's old wand. That's funny. But oh, that, man. Per- Percy's old wand. That's the name of this episode. And I want to keep in on all the episodes and then do a compilation sometime. Have, find somebody that's nerdy enough to do it. Every time we've named an episode in the middle of an episode. Oh, yeah. And just do a compilation of that shit. Somebody what do you think's again. the over-under? Uh, probably about 50. Yeah. Probably about 50. If we count in the pandemic stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. If Max kept it in. Uh, yeah, I usually keep it in. I, um... I don't know. I feel like it's not that that many, though. I feel like I was gonna guess eleven, and I feel like we, it might be right in the middle between fifteen and eleven. Like <laughs> we're both somewhere between equally them. distant from it. Yeah, it mm. might be eight. <laughs> yeah, that might be around like ten. I like, which I guess if we're done like fifty something episodes, that's like a solid right? percent. Yeah. yeah, yo, even the dog nodded. Hell yeah. <laughs> now then, having said that, I always thought Jenny could have. They could have did more with Jenny. I never really thought about her dating life. I just thought more about how. You know, just on-screen shit. I would have loved to see the battle with her and Bellatrix for real. Do you, know do you like, though, when she's on-screen with Harry? They're one of those things where it's like, it never really... I never really overthought it. You know what I'm saying? They always they were always cool, and I understood how much she loved... How much she liked Harry, because those... You gotta remember... Not gotta remember. I'm an um, anime fan, so those stark transitions in emotion that are kind of bland and extreme... Because Jenny only really knew, like, when she was on screen... Gotta remember, they were young actors... So those emotions were either, oh, oh. Yeah. not a lot in between. It wasn't a lot of finesse there. That made sense. But that's right up my alley. I don't know how to explain those facial expressions to people listening. But those sounds, it's, yeah, it's the two sounds. Yeah. So it, it's not like she's going to do a whole lot. They were only so, you know, only so old and so experienced. So that awkwardness, I share that awkwardness. You know what I mean? I'm that awkward. Yeah. So it made perfect sense. It was like watching Bulma and, uh, not Bulma and Vegeta, um, Chi-Chi and Goku. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chi-Chi is affectionate as hell and Goku is stiff. I'm used to that. So their yeah. on-screen dynamic made perfect sense. I, I don't think they were the best couple for each other. But I don't think Goku and Chi-Chi the best couple for each other. Even though Chi-Chi will kill you over Goku. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's not like I want Ginny out of Harry's life. Yeah, of course. You just want them to be friends. Yeah, just be friends. Yeah. And I think... You know, I want Chi Chi to leave Goku. You know what I'm saying? Chi Chi's are better. And y'all also, that on the side. We all know that. There's a real possibility that Ginny and Harry would b- both be better as each other's like second spouse. <laughs> like that, they probably. They, I want them to go to like Will Posner marriage counseling, just so get they, so Will can sit there and go, "Yo, break up." Break up, get back together. Well, they have kids now. It's too late. Nah, it ain't too late. Shit, break up. <laughs> Your kids rich as fuck. They're sending each other out. They, they don't even got to know y'all not together. That's pretty funny. You know what I'm that's, saying? Kids don't even know that shit because you tell them. That's really funny. That's a really <laughs> funny idea of Harry and Ginny living like across the street from Drake and Kanye. Yeah. And in different houses, literally one's across from Drake, the other's across from Kanye, and their kids are just like, yeah, it's weird, my parents live eight doors apart, and the kids wake up every morning and they only remember which house they're at, because if they wake up and they see Drake, they're like, yeah. oh, I'm with dad. <laughs> they wake up and they see Kanye, they're like, oh, I'm with mom. Yeah. Um, if they wake up and see Kanye, Kanye gonna be asking for spells, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, Kanye 
would ask for them and then probably Loki say he invented them. Oh, 100%. He'll <laughs> this come is, back and name his albums after him. Go ahead. This is kind of a, 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 a veering off of what we're talking about, but I think it's weird Here that or yeah, this podcast. I know. I think it's uh, uh, that I don't know if we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. it seems like every like couple in uh, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. it's you. You're either like marrying the person you knew at Hogwarts, or you're like alone for fifty, sixty Forever, years. Yeah. No one, no one's just getting together in their thirties and uh, the Harry Only Potter. Ha- I mean, yeah. Hagrid's the closest. Yeah, Hagrid's but trying. But he's like Hagrid. Hagrid. <laughs> yeah, Hagrid's always shooting a shot. But oh yeah, Hagrid be missing. Man, Hagrid be missing. But should Hagrid silky smooth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might rename this episode good, good clean fun this, this is the, the only time podcast. we've renamed an episode though yeah 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 why not good clean fun follow the podcast um man there's ways there's way what way can you save jenny for a person that like hates her because you know those people that like really can't stand jenny yeah what do? You, how could you appease them, or do you think there's any appeasing them? It's just like no, they need to exist. To hate them. Okay, so save Ginny and keep her with Harry, or save Ginny and just she can do anything. Anything she can do anything. I think the easy. I think most people that hate Ginny wouldn't hate her if she didn't end up with Harry. Like most of those people that hate Ginny mm-hmm. would have hated Cho Chang if Cho Chang ended up with Harry. Feel you. They were gonna hate Cho Chang. Feel you. They probably would have hated like. If it was just like Katie, whoever from the Katie Ball from the Quidditch team, like just somebody, right? They would hate that too. Like, yeah, they would have hated Hermione. I'm trying to think who. I don't think, and I think that might be the point that maybe there's not a character in that world. I think Luna's the best bet at a character from that world who's compatible with Harry, and the best bet by far, but not necessarily like an A plus, but the Mm -hmm. best bet by far, unless you're gonna like. Be weird and put Harry with Tonks because there are people that oh, want that. I was gonna say I don't think you get a, a plus for Harry in Hogwarts or anybody that's like associated with that. And actually, it's not even weird putting Harry with Tonks, except you gotta really wait till the you know the last moment for Tonks to like return that energy. Well, who's are, is <laughs> Harry and Tonks closer in age than Tonks and uh, Lupin? And Lupin? How old is Tonks? I bet Tonks is right in the middle. I, I bet JK did that shit on purpose, waiting for you to ask. No, like, that's kind of her thing. Mm. Look, okay, so Max is looking that up, and we're going to prepare to find out whether JK Rowling is our generation's Woody Allen. Uh, but after, uh, in the meantime, outside of Harry and Tonks or uh-huh. Harry and Luna, is there another character from that universe who you think people would have been overwhelmingly happy with. And most people probably would have soured on Harry Tonks. I, but, I, uh, think, I think um, they would have been happy with Harry being alone. Yes. And living life a little bit. I think that's the one thing we were all kind of robbed of. Of that main character that's so much good, right? That we never really got to see him enjoy it. We never really got to see him have a banquet. We never really got to yeah. see him have a wedding. We never really got to see Harry have a birthday party. You know what I'm and saying? And he loved to have fun. That firebolt, like, he loves that's, having fun. That's what I'm saying. Like, where was the parade? Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah. Like, where was that? We never got, Harry never got his flowers. You know what I'm saying? Harry never yeah. got his Jadakiss moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody need their Jadakiss moment. Harry would have, uh. Harry stayed consistent for fucking 20 years. Harry, Harry w- should be able to, get, I'm sorry, Harry should be able to get on stage 
look at the people that are fucking with him and be able to say he's a dick, you pussy, y'all neighbors. Do you know what's you know what's the difference between Harry and Jadakiss? Oh God, Harry, <laughs> Harry, uh, Harry would have used stupefy mm-hmm. on the on the diplomats. Ah uh, man, I'm from Harlem, bro. He, he wouldn't have that. used uh, Avada Kedavra. I, 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 I can't go with you on that. Yeah, nope, I'm from Harlem. Are you you're you're a huge diplomats fan, correct? Is that accurate? I'm. <laughs> Is hang that dudes to hang and bang animals and orangutans? Damn it, dude! Yeah, motherfucker. When I was right. a kid, everybody because I went to I went to military school for high school, so yeah. we had kids from everywhere. Yeah, bro, it hurt me. To the watch that the New York kids loved Joel Santana and loved, loved the diplomats. Them. Like, loved it was like no loyalty. Way. There was no regional loyalty more than that. Yeah, bro. Like we, more than more than G unit. Like there was no New York. It was so beloved. He 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 introduced us to Lil Wayne. It was and it was so like regional too because yeah. like the other New York groups were really loved by everybody. Yeah. But the diplomats were so New York. Yeah, bro, exclusive. Yeah. They songs they, they songs with platinum niggas in Iowa probably don't know that shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So end of the book. Uh Harry Potter's like seventeen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh Lupin is thirty eight when he dies. Tonks dies at the age of twenty five. Seventeen to twenty five is eight years. Twenty five to thirty eight is thirteen. So it's not exactly, the, but she's closer to Harry. Yeah, she's closer to Harry's age. Yeah. You give it one more year. Harry's eighteen. She's twenty six. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see Harry take Tonks from Lupin after the a year after the Battle of Hogwarts. On some, yeah, edit this out. <laughs> nah, you weirdo. <laughs> it would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, making you a now you gotta edit it out because I said that. Yeah, you're right. If I had. Nigga Will made it weird. <laughs> well, you were making a face like it was weird. No, no I was okay. making a face at how you thought of that shit. That's all. It was. It, it's kind of funny to think like Harry just doing some like evil shit to get the toxicity of his situation out. Like he just had to kill a guy in front of everybody. Harry never got a chance to really go out and be a hoe. You yeah. know what I mean? And Harry deserves that. He never got to deal with anything. Yeah, he but... He killed the guy, and then it's like, okay, go right. your girlfriend. I, I killed the guy, and then I just got to be with the girl that I was with. You know what yeah. I mean? And then we got to leave from... I just killed somebody. Yeah. So let me go see. Let's go on vacation. Harry's never <laughs> even been to Paris. Right. He lives in London. He's never been to Paris. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel He's like never Harry's... been to Scotland. They should travel. Maybe there's a Horcrux there. I don't know. I think one of the Horcruxes. Oh, it's in Scotland? I think that cave might have been in Scotland. But what, But look at that. The last time you went to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'd be in Scotland every year trying to have more fun. Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. man. Harry should travel more. Yeah. And I, like you said, that's the one thing if I could get a relationship with you would, I would do that, Harry. And Ginny, too, in a, in a different way. Like, Ginny, probably her best thing would be to just travel and go. And that, yeah, I would say... Jenny's world-renowned, too. Is there a single character of the kids mm-hmm. that you think is best off dating somebody they met at Hogwarts? Like, I don't think there's a single one. Um, Maybe Draco. But really not. I don't think there's a single one. I mean, they... they but we come from that era, right? We all... Unless all... you're going to go Draco Hermione. That's the only one where I'm like, I can see... I can see that. Yeah, um, that's the only one. Where we're we're like, kind of weird, bro. And like, I felt like Harry Potter in that universe was kind of real. It was a real mirror to what we were going through, really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was funny how around the, the time the Harry Potter world ended on screen and how positive shit seemed. Obama was in office. How positive shit seemed. 
You know what I'm saying? Then you find out about the cursed child. Like, oh shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that was like 20 years later in some odd universe where you thought, oh, that can never happen. Yeah. Okay. Does the pandemic make the cursed child a better play? It kind of called it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> um, if you were being serious, I would say. Um, I mean, the tone of it was perfect for the pandemic. I would say the tone, the tone of it w- makes sense. That's what I would say. Yeah, I, you know what? You know how they put like Hamilton and shit on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I would be interested in watching The Cursed Child again in yeah. my living room from the perspective of the pandemic and seeing if I felt different about it. Interesting, F- Mad Fat Fam. If y'all if y'all um, find that interesting, y'all do that and let us know what you think. If you've read The Cursed Child or anything like that, find us on Instagram and you know messages. Let us know what you think of that. Yeah. I should just read it. Yeah, read it. Yeah, yeah. I'll read it. Okay. Yeah, you should. Last book you read, you know what I mean? Oh, I, I well, I audiobook sometimes, and the last book I read was like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I read this book uh, called, um, it's about M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. and the making of the movie uh, Lady in the Water, mm-hmm. and it's just like all the behind the scenes stuff, and it's uh, it's called The Man Who Hears a Thousand Voices. Right, it's really great. it's really interesting if you're a sh- if you're like trying to make anything creative mm-hmm. because it's really about how he attempted to collaborate with like hundred different people that worked on that movie while he was making that movie, mm-hmm. um, and you know there's successes and failures and stuff. That's it's dope. A good book. Man who heard a thousand voices about M Night Shyamalan. That's amazing. That's a dope book. Last book I read. So uh, yeah. what That's were we going to talk about before last? Before that, I know that was what I read. What was the last book you read? It was um, it was a book about the KKK. And I got the book because there's a premise that I've been trying to work on for the longest time about how I think somebody found out a good way to make money is to like strive on people's fears, right? And I never understood the thought of um, racial supremacy. You know what I'm saying? It just never, it never made sense to me. So I got the book to try to be like, well, what the fuck was on the minds of these people to come up with such a lack of logic? And then through reading it, you find it's like, Oh man, they, it was fear this whole time. Yeah, it was fear that it was whole selling time. fear, it selling was, fear for money, right? That's it, what it always ends up. being. Not even just selling fear for money, but showing what um, what some, how you can be warped, right? Yeah. And not even understanding where where the problem starts, where the warp even started for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because some of these motherfuckers really thought they were doing something righteous and it's sick. Yeah. You understand? Like, and even the fucking, like, impulses that they had to do it, the the intent behind it was sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? But something about the quote-unquote pride that they were expressing made them feel like this was the thing to do. Yuck. But yeah, it was something that I really wanted to get into because, like I said, I'm trying. If you could believe it, audience, I'm trying to find a way to make some irony in that shit hysterical to some jokes that I'm writing. <laughs> when I do it, you're gonna say that motherfucker is silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the last book I read, dog. Um, back to the topic. Jenny, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Jenny was one of those characters that we kind of wasted the potential on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because I would love to see her going some more like 
just dope shit that sets her aside from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, she's one of those characters that seem to fade into the background in the movies. Yeah. But whereas in the book, she's acclaimed, right? Yeah. Well, she even in the books, I mean, she does cool stuff in the books. Like, she gets invited to the Slughorn Club for being, like, academically impressive. She's on the Quidditch team. She's mm-hmm. probably the second best player on the Quidditch team that last year. Uh, yeah. What if, uh, I don't know if this would have fit with, like, uh, the tone of the last book, but it might have been cool to get like some uh, more like what's going on at Hogwarts while yes. they're gone, and if she was able to lead uh, Gryffindor to mm-hmm. like the championship game well, and like win, that would without be a Harry, cool. That would have been that'd something. be a cool series on TV. Yeah, uh, that you know how they did like yeah. Agents of Shield and stuff. Yeah, it's like Ginny's year at Hogwarts. Yo. Book seven. She's yeah. the main character. Neville's the side character. If anybody dope wants to collaborate with us on writing it, because, you know, we'll say we need to do it and, you know, <laughs> holler at us, man. I want it. Yes. Edit out, edit out me saying uh, I'm writing, like, four different things. But I would. If somebody, I mean, I would be down. Yeah, fam. We should try to work with uh, Justin. Justin. Justin on that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that if Ginny did some yeah so we hear about Neville getting a lot of trouble at Hogwarts right we should almost hear maybe on maybe on the radio or something we could hear about some crazy shit that Ginny's doing I mean I don't I don't know I don't know if the solution is to make Ginny extraordinary as a child to me it's more to let her be extraordinary as an I, adult I think she was pretty extraordinary as a child you know she did some cool stuff yeah no not even the cool stuff she did she was a part of some tragedies like dude, she was the basilisk oh, yeah. baby yeah you know what I'm saying I would love to know what her school day was like with some of the bullies after that you know what I'm saying because you know kids are fucking brutal do you think they did they all did they know did that get out that it was all there okay I think so so yeah, right. the biggest difference between Hogwarts and a real a school is they do simplify the way bullying happens. Mm-hmm. Like, Draco versus Harry, like, that's very standard, non-nuanced bullying. Right. Same with Harry and Dudley. Like, when Harry... Oh, when, you thought Harry and Dudley wasn't nuanced. No, it's nuanced, but it's like, it's like rooted in what stuff people have seen before. Like, it's not how we got bullied, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of school. Like, okay. if you look at... For the most part, at least for me, for mm-hmm. the most part, most of the bullying that happened at my school either happened in terms of like, remember when people think Harry's the heir of Slytherin mm-hmm. and they're whispering about him? Mm-hmm. You'd see that stuff. And then you would also see like, I, I don't know, stuff that's more like the way that Draco and Ron go at it, where it's like, Draco whispers something that he knows Ron can hear right. mean about Ron, like that kind of stuff. Like the bulk of Harry Potter, though, the bullying is of the Harry Draco that you never really see. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm with, I'm with you, but I feel like a lot of that stuff was. Um, I feel like it ran the spectrum, right? Because if you read the books and you saw how like cruel Crab and Goyle could be to some people, like yeah. Neville and shit, it was a little bit more to the nuance that you're talking about. When you look at the movie, you see the basic stuff. That was kind of what I was seeing. Like my bullying was pretty nuanced, but yeah. that was kind of the basic bullying that I was. Seeing. Also, they don't even deal at all with the way that girls bully in a school environment. Oh, yeah, no. In all, in all of Harry Potter. Yeah, right. not, not, not at all. Not even. 
Not at all. Not even, not even a, a page. Bit. Not even a page. There might be bro. one reference to Pansy Parkinson's somewhere, but like. Yeah, but it's real. Again, it's really nuanced, and it's like you know only you know only we make mistakes. So when I read shit, I damn near lost my point. But uh, <laughs> man, I was ready to stretch into some bullshit. Um, bu- 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 what was I saying? You were talking about um, in Harry Potter the way that they bully. Is, oh, gotcha. Yeah. The way that they bullied in Harry Potter, they gave them the basic shit. Yeah. That was the stuff that I saw most common with other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It would be like the quick gang up, the quick bullshit, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, then you run away. You yes. know what I'm saying? And yeah, you yeah. tease and you get those little snide remarks that get you hurt after you, school. You don't see enough of that in Harry Potter either. Like, yeah. guys run over, say the thing, run away. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. But I, I actually, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of disagreeing with you. I think they do that a good amount. Yeah. I think they do that a good amount. I think they lied a little bit about how um, brutal it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you because don't have the was... mean Fred and George thing to anybody except Ron. Right. And you don't yeah. have the, like, you don't have to do, like, the brutality of some of the stuff that happened to Hermione. Didn't her teeth get, like, super big? And then when she had Madame Pomfrey make them even smaller <laughs> than what they were originally. Yeah, that's true. That is so subtle. I missed that shit. I re- so that's on me. I just missed that stuff. Yeah. Well, then Hermione just gets called, like, slurs. <clears throat> yeah, and Hermione just gets called slurs over and over again. Yeah. It kind of makes Draco look better than what he actually was in um, the book. Well, that that stuff I think is actually they handle like really realistic and well. Like that stuff, it's mm-hmm. like oh, that's how it happens. But like in school and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, the I guess like the some of the subtle bullying I probably missed because they talk about the teeth thing. Mm-hmm. I completely missed that. But like, yeah, in in the in the movies, the plot is kind of going to a hundred miles per hour for them to do too much like bullying scenes. That's more just in the books. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, man. I don't know. I just, I just really think it was pretty basic for what um, it inspired a lot of basic bullying, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least in schools that I went to. Now we're gonna wrap this episode up with this final thoughts on Jenny. What does she mean to you? As far as the Harry Potter series as the whole, and even though you might not be happy with what we got all yeah. the way, do you think we could do it out her? And be honest, like, if there was no emotional connection to it, like... Well, she she's crucial to the plot a bunch of different times. And I would mm-hmm. say in the book, she is a perfect plot mechanism. And then in the movies, I would say that she's, she's just, like, a little bit out of place. It just a little bit doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's like she's a thing on a menu at a restaurant that doesn't have to do... With the other things. Jesus Christ. What a description. <laughs> Max? I think she's I think she's still like a decent character. I agree. I like her. Uh, I do agree that like there's probably something better to I think there's definitely someone I think we always talk about uh how there was someone that could have been like better, a better fit with Harry. Yeah. But I think like it's the same thing, but I think there's definitely people that also would have been better fits For her. with Jenny. Yeah, right. Um Maybe even this is I, we might have said this before. I might have said this before, but I think like Malfoy's interesting because I think like having to like bring those two families together by marriage yes. is uh, that shit would be crazy. That's and if she would have left though. Harry to end up with that's, Malfoy, that's cool. I actually think that would have actually pretty. If that's like what like kind of is like she has to like. Basically What's the bigger problem? Work. If she ends up with Malfoy or if Dra- or if Hermione does her? Yeah. 
Probably, it, ca- yeah. it causes more turmoil for people like Molly, who's really judgmental. People like Arthur. Yeah. Who would? Uh, but this is a, who, what would make Ron more mad if Hermione left him for Malfoy, or if uh, Jenny just ended Her- up. With I think Malfoy. Hermione. If I think Hermione I ending up with Malfoy makes Ron more think mad. Think Jenny. Yeah. I think Interesting. I definitely think Jenny because that's his baby sister. Yeah. And you saw how he was for his best friend. When yeah, but isn't yeah. isn't if it's Jenny, isn't he just gonna play the "you better be good to her, or I get to beat you up" card? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Can see. I don't know how. Shit, Jenny might get um, Nymphadora Tonks' mother. She might get that because you remember yeah. Tonks' mother got disowned by the um, blacks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. She, um, so Percy disowned his family temporarily. Mm-hmm. Could you see the Weasleys disowning any of their kids for anything? Because I don't think I could. Like um, disowning their own kid? I don't know if they disown them, but I think there'd be a little couple months of weirdness. Yeah. It would be weird. It would be I weird. For I think the only way for them to disown a child is if, uh, if like Percy went like full Death Theater. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think, it have, I think it would really have to be that drastic for them to be Dude, like. Percy is- would be the thirstiest for promotion Death Eater. In oh, the man, history, he'd be willing to do everything. Right? He'd be like, did you see the way I polished the table, my <laughs> lord? <laughs> it would be so I corny. I got all that woman's blood out. Yeah, man. I would. Yeah, he would be doing like, too I don't much. need that. <laughs> well, yeah, Voldemort's like, why are you being weird, bro? We like the blood. <laughs> Leave the blood. Voldemort yeah. gonna be at the table like, your mouth would clean this up. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> uh, blood. Voldemort's man. like, Percy, why do you have Clorox? <laughs> What's all this peroxide? Up, he's like he recognizes you grew up in a muggle family, didn't you? First, he's like, no, it's a weird story. My dad was super into Clorox. It's kind of a good product, though. He's like, yo, yo, why you got a mop, bro? Why are you holding it? All the oh, death eaters are like, what's what's Clorox <laughs> potion? They're like, use magic on the broom. First, he's like. You can do that? <laughs> Voldemort knows all the muggle stuff, too. He's like, now. Nah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Having said all this, ladies and gentlemen, what a fun time. Jenny Weasley, you are a goat to some people. You are fine to me. I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I don't think the story could do without you. Because Chamber of Secrets, still my favorite movie. Still one of my favorite books. Yeah? Can't It can't be what it is without Jenny Weasley. So... Still the goat to me, Jenny. Not is that goat, you think her best, her best moment is Chamber of Secrets? Hell no. Okay. I think her best moments are like when she's defending Harry, when she's defending her family. Oh, I think underrated Ginny moment that did not uh, make the movies mm-hmm. is when she's like addressing like uh, the rumors of Harry's tattoo. Right. Yeah, she's that like, shit was she's like, I said it was like a hypocrite. Like, she's that like, shit she's, was she is like standing up. She's they like, took some of her best moments in the yeah. movies too. But yeah, I would say to me, Ginny's best moment is Department of Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite Ginny moment. And, uh, that's the other thing is like by her being in love with Harry, she did less of that cool stuff because then Harry tried to be like, no, it's not safe. Like that was, I don't know. To me, that Ginny should have forced. Yeah, I would have liked if Ginny forced her way onto the Horcrux hunting. Right. I would have preferred that. Fair enough. And 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 we're out. Let's let's close this up. Uh, my name my name is Will Posnan. You can follow me on Instagram at Will Posnan. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Nico White. You can follow me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. Max, where can they find you? They can find me all social media at Max Marcus Comedy. And Will on three. One, two, three.
Man. 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 Man.